right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds, joined by Joe Wilson. We are coming at you July 22nd, the day after the NHL expansion draft. So, Joe, what did you think of uh, Marshawn Lynch trying, not even trying to pronounce the first overall pick's name? How'd you feel about that? Funniest thing. I can't I can't believe you opened with that. I didn't expect that at all. But I took I literally took a video of it on my phone. I was like, this is gonna be the funniest thing. Marshawn needs to get involved with the league way more. That was so funny. My boy boy Callie. <laughs> <laughs> he was obviously so high too during it. He had like no idea what he was reading at all. It was so funny. It it was pretty good. If you didn't see it, I saw like Sportsnet posted it. I'm sure it's on ESPN. Uh, it's Callie Yarncrows, and he's just like, he looks at his last name, and he's just like, nah, I ain't gonna attempt it. He's like, we're taking Callie. Close enough. Everyone knows who it is. Yeah, the boy, boy, Callie. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that was, was pretty good. funny. That was a good way to start it off. Um, and obviously, me and Joe are gonna talk more about the expansion draft. We had some trades today. That's why we waited a day to kind of see what would happen. Uh, a couple of guys re-signed. So we got some things to talk about. And before we do that, usual stuff. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video, share the video, whatevs. I just started our NFL coverage, so if you're an NFL guy, you got that incoming. Me and Keith still out here doing baseball, so like plenty of podcast content. Um, if you're a strict listener, no viewership on YouTube there, uh, make sure you rate and review on Apple, Spotify, follow, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, check out the website, beefbrands.com. Written content is there as well as our podcast. Uh, our 32 and 32 series kicks off next week in about four days uh, for the NFL. So get hyped for that. Um, and then obviously follow at Beak Brands on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, so with that being said, Joe, I know you're ready because we've been I've seen you the past two days, so we've been waiting for the expansion draft for a while. Um, so why don't we start with, what was your favorite pick or a pick that you really liked that Seattle made? Or, yeah, let's start with that. Let's start with that. I got I got um two of them that I liked. Um, From the first one, the one that I liked the most, I'd say, was taking Vince Dunn from a St. Louis Blues. Real solid offensive defenseman. But the issue for Seattle is, is there's a, their defense, of course, is quite packed. So I don't even know if he's going to crack the top four for them. But if he does, I think that'd be a huge piece because I've heard uh, rumors that they might trade him, but that'd kind of suck if they did because I think he's a stud. Also, Brandon Tanev from the Penguins. Yeah, that that's a solid pickup for them, honestly. He played really well in the playoffs, and then I'm surprised Pittsburgh uh, left him unprotected and protected Jeff Carter over him with uh, just one year remaining on his contract. And if you haven't seen Tanev's uh, profile pick there, his player pick, it is uh, best in the league. It's a it's a sight to see. It's definitely uh, you know not your general player pick that you would normally see. So definitely check that out. Um, listen, it like Joe mentioned, protected players. If you're like a hockey noob and you're like, what do you mean they have to protect a certain amount of players, which means a certain amount of players were unprotected. Uh, there were other rules that go along with it, like. Um, if you had under a certain time of league experience, quote unquote, you were automatically protected no matter what. So some teams decide to leave veterans out there. Some guys left like high priced, good players to see if they clear some cap space. Um, obviously Joe went with two 
not super, super high names if you're not a hardcore fan. Uh, my favorite pick, or well, I have a couple, but like Joe, it's probably either Adam Larson or Yanni Gord. Larson, I really liked. I'm not sure why Edmonton left this guy unprotected. They have no defenseman as it is, and now he's gone on top of it. Really solid player. Uh, the reason I like Yanni Gord, though, for them is a few reasons. One, obviously, he's got playoff experience coming over from Tampa. He's a two-way player. He could be gritty. He's got some skill. He's got some finesse. Like He offers a little bit of everything. And I think for a team, obviously, like Seattle, that is literally building from nothing. <laughs> uh, those are guys, like versatile players, that you want on your team. And what do you think about that, Joe? I agree with that. I didn't say the Yanni Gord one because I just felt like anyone from Tampa is kind of like one of the answers. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I just try to choose around that. But yeah, I definitely agree. I was surprised, honestly. I thought Pilat or Kalorn might have went. But yeah, I think he's solid. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they could have taken literally any of the forwards Tampa left unprotected and it would have been the steal. So, yeah. I mean, that's how good Tampa is, that they're leaving three guys out there that on any other team, they'd basically be an auto-protect like immediately. So, yeah. Tampa's loaded from top to bottom. Uh, what was a pick that Seattle made and you looked at it and you were like, what are you doing? Yeah, so I actually had one while I was watching it. I Like, as you told me, take notes, like mental notes <laughs> yeah. if you're watching. This this is the one because I was prepared for this question. Gavin Bayreuther from the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's played 28 games in the NHL and last season... It honestly nine games a goal and four assists. That's not horrible, but like, there just there just had to be better better options from that team that with real NHL experience. But yeah, that 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 one just kind of frustrated me. They did that a couple of times where they took guys and it's just like, what? who is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, like a lot too. Like it happened like pretty frequently i know i was very confused the, pick, the devil's pick the, the guy uh, the guy it was for me is curtis mcdermott and if you don't know who that is i had to look him up too because i didn't really know who he was um now he has a little more nhl experience than the guy joe just brought up he's played 118 nhl games um but his kind of claim to fame is that he has 151 penalty minutes in those 118 NHL games. Uh, But I don't even know if he's going to play because he's a defenseman and their defenseman, their defense core is really good. So like you took this guy. I didn't know he was a defenseman when you said that. Yeah, that's exactly. So he, I mean, at best he's like your seventh defenseman. You took a guy who's going to be a healthy scratch every game is what you did. That's not good. And what what else could, you know, the other thing that gets me with that pick is like, all right, he's like a goon. He's out there to fight the other team and like, you know, protect your, I guess, like super high prize guy, which you don't really have. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But like, dude, you can just pick up any goon off the, str- off the street and throw him out there to beat the crap out of people. Why are you drafting one in yeah, the expansion that's draft? That's a waste of a pick right there. I agree. Yeah, you know, they really they really threw me off with that one. I, as soon as I saw that, I said, wow, I don't know who that is, number one. And Once you said defenseman, 
I was just, that's horrible. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, and obviously, I think you would agree. Their defense core is like definitely the best part of their team right now. Well, it's real good. I like it a lot. Yeah, they went heavy on defense. I, you know, oh. me and Joe both didn't bring up Giordano from Calgary. Um, and I was texting Joe last night, you know. It's almost like if you're the captain of a team, like you're cursed. You have like a two-year clock on you because you're going to be traded, released, or something's going to happen to you. It's like the only sport out there where it's like, oh, congratulations, you're the captain. Like, you will be traded in two years, guaranteed. Um, it's like very, very strange. Yeah, it's, we've been seeing that a lot lately. I don't I don't really know why. I just, it's weird to see, but whatevs. Yeah, it's becoming more of a trend there. Um, yeah. Let's talk about how they built their team, though. All right, so let's go two things. One, you kind of mentioned it already. They were, quote, unquote, like building for the future. Um why don't you hit on that? And then after that, why didn't they make any trades like precursor? So why don't you go into their team building philosophy first and then kind of bring up their approach and how it was different from Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, their team approach, as we said, heavily, heavily um, loaded up on solid defenders. As we noticed, like Adam Larson, Mark Giordano, Vince Dunn, Jamie Oletziak, Car- Carson Soucy, just all really solid defensive players, like top two, top four guys on most teams. And then obviously they went the uh, cheap route with their uh, goaltenders, but they still got two well, that I know. I know Dragers was solid last season. Banachek was real good last season. Joey Decord, I don't really know that much about him, but I'm sure like at, for a third string can't be too bad. So they got two cheap goalies, both like um, – did Dreiger get a new contract? He yeah, did, right? yes. Yes, but um, Vanacek only making like 750 k a year. That's a steal. So I think they really loaded up on their defense goalie part. Like, they really focused on that more. And their um, offensive players, they're, uh, I think they're going to have to do something about that because I don't think they're going to be too good with uh, that uh, forward group because, sure, their defense is really good, but you still need to put up some goals in. Their forwards are not looking like they can score more than, like, two goals a game, to be honest. And I'm pretty and sure they just traded Pitlick to Calgary. Just now? I Like, a couple of minutes ago, yeah. Pretty sure I just yeah, saw that. Pretty sure that was one of the expected ones I was waiting to happen. Yeah. But, um, also, yeah, so I think they didn't make any moves. We'll go into that because they selected forwards that are in like some defensemen that are really young unproven so i think that they might take a year or two to try to develop them and this year like we want there's some big names in the free agency some big names that uh, are in the trade bubble but in comparison to other years i'd say it's a real weak uh, rest- uh unrestricted free agent class and they have 25 mil in cap space so maybe they're gonna wait and see how it works and then if it's not, and then they can go out and sign some more big players, make some more big trades. But yeah, I think it was uh, really strange that no trades during the draft. Like, Vegas made a feel a lot more. Yeah, I mean, one thing that really stood out with Vegas was, like, they were taking people's picks to be like, oh, yeah, don't take this guy. Like, they just hoarded draft picks. Yeah. They were like, give, a, give me all the picks. Like, and it worked. Uh, and then you had teams like Pittsburgh that were like, yo, we'll give you a second to take Marc-Andre Fleury. That backfired in their face. That was stupid. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, Matt Murray is working real well for that team. <laughs> it's a joke because now they have Jari instead. Hey, he sucks more. I, I know. <laughs> um, 
No, I mean, I don't really know why they didn't make a trade. Like, if I was Seattle, I would have just copied exactly what Vegas did. Like, just give me Literally. all your draft picks. Literally could have done the same exact thing. Could have taken some more bigger name players, like maybe sell some more jerseys. Like, you know, like get the franchise going a little bit. Get some, like, names that people want to see. And then, like, could have actually been favorites to win, like, a cup in a few years. But I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this works for them. I'm not gonna lie. I really like their uniforms, though. Um, I, I, I was, uh, I, I don't mind them either. I agree, they're pretty solid. But I was uh, on Instagram earlier and I saw this comment, and I think the logo is like too big. Like I saw that and I like re looked at it and I was like, I actually agree. If it was like literally just a little bit smaller, they'd be way better. I like the away jerseys though a lot yeah. more than home. Mm-hmm. That's what I was talking about. The away jerseys are fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of the away jerseys. Yeah. But, look, as far as, like, their team-building philosophy, I guess I get it. You know, you want, like, a young team, you can develop them and kind of go for, like, an extended run. But, like, some of those picks that me and you brought up already, they left guys out there that, like, they literally drafted guys that are just going to be passed on to the AHL and sit there. Yeah. I I don't really get that. Yeah, I I I just don't get it. Those players and, like, like some teams, like I just feel like they shouldn't have taken no name players and should actually just take like the Flyers. Like I don't get why they didn't take Voracek and they took Carson Tornowski. Like what is what is that, dude? They had a choice. Philadelphia left a couple of guys out there. That's what I'm saying, like Carson Tornowski. Like what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, is that? I don't know. I I really don't know. Um, and before they we get to some other, no points. Before we get to some other trades, because I know you brought up Philadelphia. Hold on. I know. We're going to get there. Um, yeah. We... The big thing I wanted, the last thing for the expansion draft, why do you think they didn't take Carey Price? I just think that's too much money and a lot years left. Like, I felt I felt like taking Carey Price was more just, like, a thing that, like, people wanted to happen just because it would have been interesting. Like, it would have just made, like, social media, like, crazy. Like, Habs fans would have been all over the place, like, losing their minds. But, like, in reality, he's a really expensive goalie. He's signed for a while longer. He's older now. He's dealt with injury issues pretty much every year except this one, maybe. So, honestly, I think the three cheap goalies when they're all young and Two of them just had, like, solid seasons. I don't think you could go wrong for those selections. All right, so here's a question based off of that question. They ended up with Kale Fleury from Montreal. That's who they ended up taking, who's not going to play. Um, Not good. Do you think that they could have swapped that and taken Carey Price from Montreal and then just taking some random scrub from Ottawa? But, like, you didn't – Scrub from Ottawa is not going to see the ice. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, neither is the scrub from Montreal. So I mean, yeah, but like, it's money wise. Like they have 25 million open in cap. Carey Price, like, what the most expensive goalie in the league? I just, I just don't think it would have been a smart decision. Like, sure, you sign this, you get the guy from the Senators who hasn't played that much, but at least he's young. He's still something to develop into, and he doesn't cost anything really. I don't know. I get. I think just for me, I need to have like one veteran goalie that I know, like for a one hundred percent fact, is going to be really good. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, I know, I know. Like, Dreyer took the net from Bobrovsky in Florida, like, and then Bobrovsky got it back, whatever. And then 
but yeah, can you count on him? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's why they also got Vanacek, too, because when Lundqvist went down, like, he's a rookie, he stepped up and honestly played pretty much almost better than Samsonov did when he was healthy, in my opinion. So I think Vanacek is honestly a steal at 750k a year. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I just, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think I would have been really tempted to take Carey Price. Yeah, it definitely, definitely would have been a thought in my head for a really long time. Yeah. Like, especially when you hear about that. Like, I don't get how you don't think about it for a while. But Yeah, it's crazy they even left goalie. it unprotected to begin and with. And there was a lot of goalies, too, that were, like, other goalies that, like, have experience. Like, Braden Holpe, even though he kind of sucks now. But, like, <laughs> yeah. Just, like, other goalies that were there. Jonathan Quick, Old Wash, like, no one wants him. But, like, it was just cool to see, like, a wide variety of keepers that they could choose from. Yeah, I mean, I think, I get it. Like, they went for the future road. to So, like, carry Price doesn't make any sense for them. But, I mean, this guy just took Montreal on his literally literal back to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I mean, how could you say no to that? Yeah. Like, what I would have done... Did you know that if picture they, that you sent me with Vasilevsky and Price next to each other? If I was Seattle, yeah. I would have taken a tape measure to see how wide Carey Price's back is to see how much of the team we could fit on it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I would. That's what I would have considered doing. Um, but enough, enough about Seattle. That was like 20 minutes of Seattle cracking talk, and they never even touched the ice. Um, so let's. some guys resigned, and there were some trades. So let's go first. The first news that kind of came out, Taylor Hall resigned with Boston. Do you think that takes him out of the Tarasenko sweepstakes there, and do you think it's a good yeah. fit for him to stay there? Yeah, I think it uh, definitely does take them out of the uh, Tarasenko. Wait, did he actually get signed? I didn't see that. Yeah, I think it was four years, $24 million, I want to say. We can double-check it. There were definitely rumors. I just didn't know it actually happened. Yeah, uh, it, it happened, like, not too long ago. Um, where is it? I don't think it's happened. Reportedly finalizing four-year, $24 million contract two hours ago. Uh, all right, so it's about right. to happen. Whatever. Not the point. <laughs> yeah, that, all right. If they, if they do that, that's honestly a sick deal. Is that six months? Six yeah, six a year. Yeah. All right, for Taylor Hall, he's a stud. But um yeah that that definitely means that they're out on Tarasenko in my opinion like if if he was going then I think they actually would have gotten Tarasenko just because they saw how like much better they were when they had another like talent like player with that caliber of talent and skill that could score so like it makes sense that they uh, resign Hall and I'm surprised that he took like that cheap of a price honestly yeah and listen obviously we saw it Hall played really really well last season for Boston once he got moved there. So I think it was a no-brainer for them to keep him. Like, absolutely yeah, no-brainer. I think he's just got to pick up uh, the defensive part of his game, and then it'll be real solid for that team. But I think I think they'll coach him and do that. Like, Patrice is insane at the two-way game. I feel like Brad plays it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, they have guys that play both ways. I mean, he'll get in there. But he didn't really play that many games with them. I mean, it was one yeah. half a season, not even. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's a big pickup for them. Uh, but let's talk about a, a goalie trade, which happened while we were at work before. I didn't see it coming. I don't think anyone saw it coming. And I saw 
uh, Detroit out here, like, throwing shade immediately after, saying, like, you got to ask them why they felt comfortable doing that trade. So, like, they know that they fleeced them. Yeah. Uh, so, again. I know I'm going to butcher his name. Alex Nadelkovich, not too bad. That was pretty good. That was then. pretty good. Traded from the Hurricanes to Detroit for Jonathan Bernier and, like, a third-round pick. Um, he just led the league in save percentage and goals against average in 44, uh, excuse me, in 23 games started. He only allowed 44 goals. He led the league in a, a couple other stats which is goals allowed percentage and adjusted goals against average, which is like an analytical stat, I believe. So how does a young goalie who just led the league in basically most major goalie statistics, I mean, obviously he didn't start the whole year, only 20-something games, uh, how does he get traded for 32-year-old Jonathan Bernier, who I know is mediocre and a third-round pick? And Jonathan Bernier is also an unrestricted free, free agent. Free agent, yes um to be honest i have no idea like i i heard that um he wanted 3.5 from carolina and they didn't want to give it to him but then he just signed a three million dollar deal with the red wings so like i don't i don't know why they didn't come to terms on that over there in carolina where i i honestly have zero idea how that how that works or makes sense at all really just i think a poor decision on carolina's part you could have a stung, stud young goalie for 3.5 million rookie goalie and you give him away for free yeah now <laughs> I, I i really <laughs> wish i knew like stevie Y does it again i don't get how he pulls this shit off it's actually crazy it is crazy I, and good for Detroit because, honestly, they need it. Now, I don't feel bad for them because they made the playoffs for, like, you know, nine million straight seasons, but, like, they're pretty terrible right now. So they could use a goalie that they could, you know, really, really count on. And I think Nedeljkovic, I messed it up the second time, um, could be that guy for them. So I'm reading them. Oh, yeah, what do you well, got? I'm reading them quick on that um apparently carolina the max they off they would offer him was 1.5 a year is what i'm reading online what <laughs> i'm like looking through comments on instagram it's like carolina fans on suicide watch right now and every <laughs> single fan like replied like yes yes we are like like everyone every, like even carolina fans are just so like why it doesn't make sense you know there's always I, once a year in every sport there's a trade like that and I just I you got to feel for that team's fans where when they all know, like, what are you doing? We don't even like I, oh, it's got to be a press conference. They need to release a statement about that, yeah. like just for like anything. They like, like, come on, you know, whatever. This was like last year when the Texans gave away DeAndre Hopkins for free. Yeah, that was insanity, too. Um, but I know I'm getting into football mode. We're not just there. We're not here yet. Um, so a couple more moves that kind of happened. Islanders want Suter and Parise. I know me and you both want Suter. Parise yeah. might be washed, but he's got to be better than your boy Leo Komarov. So where do you that, stand on that? Yeah, like like you said, we both definitely want Suter. We definitely need a, another defenseman since uh, Letty's gone. So that honestly would be huge. Another veteran who knows how to play the game real well. Who's been a stud for many years and still knows how to assist and possibly score from the blue line. 
that's always good. But um, yeah, Zach Parise, um, old, <laughs> played pretty bad last season. Um, definitely wash. But if you can get him for the right price, like, like if if he's real cheap, like then I definitely would say to uh, go for him because yeah, he is definitely better than Leo. I know your love for Leo Komarov is unmatched. <laughs> I, I don't mind. Like he didn't play that bad in the playoffs. Uh, he's just uh, a guy. That's why you don't like him. Yeah, it's yeah. like like he put up. Like I'm pretty sure he led the team in hits like most of the games of the playoffs. Like he's just a gritty player, but like just can't be first line player in the playoffs. No. That's not how you're gonna win the cup. It's not. No, it's no, it's not. I've been saying that for quite some time, but here we are. Um, you kind of brought up something interesting yesterday, though. We've got two more things left here before we hop out. You think the Rangers might be up to something big. They did make a move today. So why don't you, you know, go into the move they made today, and then what's the Joe conspiracy theory here? Well, the, wait, what move? Uh, the move about uh, Barclay? Yeah. Yeah, so they uh, signed Barclay Goudreau to a six-year, um, 3.6 average mil per year. Um, got bad contract too long they're gonna he's gonna get bought out bought out halfway through it which honestly ranger fans might be fine with but like it, it was a like why six years that's way too long for a fourth liner who's mm, bad decision on my part money wise yeah all right maybe maybe a slight overpay but like again everyone thinks he's sick like he just won like cups with tampa like he was on tampa bay like i don't think people are understanding <laughs> When he was on the Sharks, what did you hear about Barclay Goudreau? Nothing much, nothing really at all. And he wasn't worth 3.6 on San Jose, so why is he worth 3.6 on the Rangers? Doesn't make sense, but congrats to him and his agent for uh, collecting the bag. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> the, but yeah, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a bunch from uh, like buddies and sources online that Kraken uh, are trying to trade Giordano to the rangers for uh ryan strom because that makes sense too because ryan strom's good because uh they have a lack of depth at center the center position so i'm hearing that if they f get rid of strom that opens up more cap assuming seattle maintains part of giordano's giordano salary and then i'm hearing that they're going to try to make a move for eichel which would include like buchnevich obviously they've been trying to move him forever Philip Heedle, I'm pretty sure he would be in it, and like obviously a bunch of picks and maybe a prospect, but I don't know. That's just just what I'm hearing. The Rangers are moving real sneaky, trying to get Jack Eichel, and I'd hate that. I would really hate that bunch. So when you say you hear it, you mean uh, someone does the dirty work for you and you read about it online, or like someone is actually telling you? Because if this is true, that someone's actually telling you this, I need to know as the host of this podcast. <laughs> Um, both. I've been like I've read like part of it online, and then like just a few of my boys who are big Ranger fans have been like chirping some things in my ears. Ah, but you don't have like the Adam Schefter hockey telling you what's going down. Not at all. No. No. That would, like that would be a big plug for B brands here. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it's a possibility because the Rangers wanted Eichel for like the last six months, but and they need someone. They they need another scorer. Like Panarin and Zib can't do it all. No. Uh, well, some games they can if they're playing against Philadelphia. Yeah. As oh, you well know. <laughs> Don't remind me of all that. Uh, last thing, I know we're New York-based here, so we're going to go back to the Islanders real quick. 
How do you think Lou convinced the Coyotes to take Andrew Ladd's contract? No idea, but that's that's I feel like that's such a Arizona Coyote move, just to grab Andrew Ladd for picks, so just to like just to keep him there. Because don't they have like already so many other players that they are still paying that aren't playing? Uh, I believe so, but I believe they ha- now have seven additional second round picks in the next like two seasons. That's cool. That's cool for them for sure. <laughs> that's that is good for them, but uh, they're really not in a spot to do anything like yeah they definitely are rebuilding and those picks help but like they're they're still very very far away from anything. yeah they are uh and if you're not like a diehard hockey fan you're like they like a poverty franchise yeah they're basically the pittsburgh pirates of hockey like every team just treats them as their triple a affiliate and they're like yeah yeah we'll just take advantage of you and you give us something nice and they're like we would love to do that <laughs> it's been yeah, going on for quite some time actually yeah, like, they were decent when they had, like, Shane Doan. Like, the Pirates were decent when they had, like, Andrew McCutcheon. In his both prime, leagues. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that's what happens. Cra- crazy stuff. Um, yeah. look, look, that's kind of what we got for today. Before I tease what's coming in the future here, obviously, same things. We'll go through them real quick. One, check out the website, beakbrands.com. Written content is there. Podcast is there. Number two, follow at Beak Brands, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Number three would be if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video, share the video, hit a guy up, whatever. Um, And then obviously number four, if you're a Spotify, Apple podcast listener, definitely rate, review, subscribe, follow, etc. on there. And, you know, listen, me and Joe out here, we don't know if it's us or me and Keith, but we now have one loyal female listener. All right, so that's probably by mistake, but you know, if you're listening right now, shout out, big props to big. you. <laughs> it's big. big. You love to Send see it. it. You know, in Canada, so we have more viewers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, so here's kind of what we got for the off season. Me and Joe are gonna play it by ear and see if anything massive happens in the next like seven to ten days for like the beginning, because we know we have like. Uh, free agencies coming up and, and you know there always could be trades because there's going to be a lot of movement you know I think going on um, but after that we're going to break for the off season and we are going to reconvene at the start of next season a little bit beforehand obviously to give you previews and whatnot you know we're here for that uh, but a little bit of a summer break if you will so listen if you're a loyal listener and we know we have some we have some repetitive listeners as always and you think me and Joe should make an adjustment or you like something we do, we will take your positive feedback as well as your constructive criticism and because we want the people that listen to enjoy what we're doing out here. Uh, we try to make it as if it's, you know, me and Joe just having a conversation at work, and it's kind of accurate to that, um, just with a lot less curse words because, um, you know, when we're at work, you know, little kids around sometimes can't be doing that. Uh, so... We try to make it as friendly as possible for you. But if you want something talked about or you have a team, like I said, you know, let's say you're a Coyotes fan. You're like, why are these guys always dogging on me? You know, we could take it a little easy or we could go harder on your general manager. Whatever you want, don't matter. Um, Me and Joe are going to keep it real. But obviously, like I said, if you have something you think you like that we do or something you would like us to do, definitely let us know. And how can you do that? At Beak Brands on social media. Or you can badger us on the website. Or you can write a review on Apple Podcasts. 
All right, so there's a couple of different ways out there. Um, but, Joe, listen, I got to say, first season, I know we kind of started, you know, 20 to 30 games in almost, but so like 75% of a season, pretty good for the first one. Not going to lie. Yeah, I'd say it wasn't too bad. Yeah, definitely enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking forward to either doing another pod in like a week or so or whenever the start of the season is. Listen, me and Joe have a lot of fun doing this. If you have fun listening, definitely let us know. But until then, our hockey might be on a little summer break, if you will. All right, so we will. you will hear us soon. And for me and Joe, we're out of here.